and welcome back to Motor City Bets. My name is Trevor, and as always, we're joined by our good buddy Josh. Josh, how are you holding it down, buddy? Trev, I'm holding it down. I'm holding it down. It's good to be back. I'm excited for this week's episodes. We got a lot to unfold. I'm really, really excited for March Madness. I hope everybody out there is making their brackets. Big, big week, Josh. A big week. I got to be honest with you, man. I have not. I know this might sound like a bit of a sin since, you know, this, <laughs> we're, we're, this episode will be out on Tuesday. Brackets you can officially start making on Sunday night. I have not made a bracket yet, Josh. I haven't even opened my ESPN Bracketology app yet. Nothing? I haven't done it yet. I'm I'm going to. I'm going to, but I haven't quite got there yet. Um, and that's on me, but I'm super excited about it. We have a pretty big show. Uh, obviously, March Madness is one of the biggest gambling opportunities of the year. Um, and when you have two... Well, one blue blood school and one school that's usually pretty good. Uh, you know, it's a big, it's a big, 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 big fucking month for the state of Michigan and our and our athletics departments as well. So, Josh, I think without further ado, um, just because we have so much to get into today, I wanna I wanna kind of move through move through our segments. We're gonna start as always with our gambling roundtable. So, Josh. Not a ton to say in here. I haven't really been doing too much betting, uh, mostly because I've been losing my ass. So I've been trying to limit my ass lossing. And um, I've been trying. You know what I've been doing is I've been taking barstool boosts and fan duel boosts, and I've just been kind of mm-hmm. rolling with those. And, those, you know, I feel there's, there's been a couple. Well, I've actually had some success. I, I start, Basically, I've been so damn busy these past few, few days and this weekend. Um <laughs> That I pretty much just spent my time allowing the gambling experts, like all their parlays that they've already made, you know, I've kind of just let them do it and I've rode with them. Uh, I found some some decent success in there, especially in the NHL. Um, anytime you can get a parlay boost on pretty favorable teams, like I'm not going to not take it. And as always, man, the players, golf. Golf was big for me. I had Justin Thomas. He was one of my fucking 10 guys who I put money on. And he came through and won. It's so interesting to me to see in these these bigger golf events. I mean, the players is oftentimes considered the fifth major. We talked about that last on last week's show. But to see the big guys kind of come in and the way that they all finish is so incredible to me. Because after the first day, you know, there's almost nobody of um, huge, or at least we'll say top 10 FedEx standings, top 10 rankings in the world that were really in the top 10 of the players after Thursday. And, you know, Justin Thomas is, I think, number three in the world right now. DJ had a tough weekend, which sucks for me and sucks for anybody who took him on FanDuel. Um, Bryson was up there. I mean, John Rahm was up there. Everyone that everyone that you thought was going to be able to pull through did. And it's pretty cool to see that, you know, I don't think that golfers get enough credit all the time for being, like, considered real athletes. And I'm saying that in part because – I'm a big golf guy. But, uh, oh, yeah, huge, huge <laughs> golf guy. But, you know, also in part because I don't think that – I think it's easy to look past, like, their quote-unquote athletic achievements as being athletic. Um, but to see the compete level on those guys and the way they can kind of will themselves to come back is is impressive. Um, and JT, you know, he had he said some controversial things, and he learned his lesson. Um, and to see him be able to, to climb back into the winner's circle after that, I think that – it's a positive, you know, it shows that we can grow 
Uh, Josh, you and I are both accustomed to making mistakes. And so yes, to see are. somebody, you know, kind of repent for their sins a little bit, take like, like learn the proper lessons and do the right thing and then come back and win. You know, I think that's an inspiring message in today's world. But that's enough about that kind of bullshit, Josh. It's fucking March Madness. We have one thing on our minds. However, before we get to that, we do have everyone's favorite segment, the Detroit Sports Update. And Josh, if you don't mind, I would love to start with our beloved Detroit Red Wings. Yes, please, please start, Trevor. So the Wings still suck. That's it. That's the whole segment for tonight. Josh, how are the Pistons doing? The the Pistons, they suck too. Perfect. Um, Glad to see that we can hold some consistency here. Yeah, they just lost to the San Antonio Spurs last night. Uh, if you want free money, I'd say bet the under on the Pistons. Uh, they've hit the under on like their past like six, seven, eight games. It's kind of remarkable. Uh, but in other news, kind of exciting, uh, Sekou Demboya is now the longest tenured Piston. Troy Weaver. Yeah, Troy Weaver has made yet another move to retool this roster, and he did that by trading Svi Mikhailu to the Oklahoma City Thunder, as well as a 2027 second-round pick from the Houston Rockets uh, for Hamadou Diallo. Diallo is a young, athletic wing kind of guard combo, uh, and the Pistons kind of just continue to give me reasons to watch them despite how bad they are. You know, man, that's exciting. And to, to hear that passion in your voice there, it gets me a little juiced. I'm not going to be a Pistons fan until it's convenient to be so. Um, I'm not going to actively root against them, obviously. I mean, they're Detroit sports. I'm going to I'm gonna be a fan of them, but I'm not going to be an active, active fan until they're knocking on um, being contenders. That's just it's just how it's going to be. But I appreciate your positivity. I appreciate your positive, positive outlook on them. And I'm, I'm hopeful that they can kind of follow in. I mean, Rod, it sounds like they're going down this. This uh, The GM seems like he's just doing a fucking stand-up job, which is awesome. To have competence in the GM position is just so refreshing in Detroit. I feel like we've been kind of fucked across the board here for a little while. Speaking of rebuilding teams, Josh, we have our fucking De- Detroit Tigers, bro. We're the Detroit Tigers betting podcast. We've talked yes, about we it are. many times on the show. People are starting to talk about that just in general, which is nice. You know, it's nice to hear that on the on the interweb and, and all that kind of stuff. So makes my day. Any big updates, Josh? As I know you're uh, the number one Tigers fan, probably the number one MLB person in Michigan. Yeah. Um, well, uh, an update on the Tigers is that we are just under two and a half weeks until opening okay. day. Hell yeah, man! That's a go, t- go Tigers. That's, that's great news. Glad the uh, glad we could get that out of the way. That's a big update. That's huge. That's closer than we were last week. Believe it or not. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Um, that leads us, Josh, to a very messy Detroit Lions news. Uh, I think that what we're gonna try and do for you guys after we get out of um, out of this March Madness times, where we have so many different games going on. We want to spend some time in the NFL. We've been talking about it for a few weeks now. We want to spend some time talking about the free agency in the NFL. And free agency in the NFL during this first weekend has been fucking nuts. Josh, I know as our as our names and numbers guy, you have a lot of information for us. So I want to get to that. But I just want to say in general, I think we're going to do a pretty more in-depth review of the NFL once we're through college basketball. Oh, so that no doubt, being 100%. prefaced, Josh, 
what's going on in the Detroit Lions? Yeah, so with free agency kind of just starting to kick off right now, the Lions made a really nice, uh, really nice play here in free agency, and they re-signed Romeo Okwara, uh, starting defensive end. Uh, he and the Detroit Lions came to an agreement on a three-year, thirty-nine million dollar deal. Uh, Okwara was coming off a career season, ten sacks. Uh, and this is a quote from Ian Rappaport. Okwara wants to make Detroit his home. So I think that's kind of, you know, really, a really positive uh, sign. To, to I saw hear. that. I saw that report, too, and it got my fucking tires pumped, man. I was so excited to see that. Uh, I feel like there's been some names. That, Blake Griffin, I thought, was a great example of that, not to switch it up or distract from the point too much here. But anytime you can hear guys wanting to sign in Detroit and wanting to live in Michigan, just as a Michigan native, it, it kind of fucking puts a little smile on my face. You spend so much time being like, oh, the weather here sucks. Michigan sucks. Uh, it's nice to hear guys want to be here, and it, it's fun. You know, I, I'm that 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 made me excited. Continue on, Josh. Sorry for the uh, the side note. No, there. no, no worries. Uh, yeah, I definitely got to agree. It's definitely a, a good sign to see. Uh, in other news, Jalen Reeves Maven and the Lions came to terms on a one year, two point four million dollar deal. Uh, Reeves Maven was kind of a special teams player last year. I think maybe with this new regime, he's looking to maybe be part of that young linebacking core led uh, led by head coach MCDC. Uh, I think Okwara signing was a great signing. Uh, I'm hopeful for what Brad Holmes and, and MCDC have in store for the, for the Motor City. What are your thoughts, Trev? No, man, I think you had that nail run you had there. You know, I think it's seeing some of these big names that we've kind of grown to love over the past few seasons here, like uh, Jamal Agnew, he left. Uh, Kenny Galladay is obviously gone. We've, we've touched that. Marvin Jones Jr., seeing Stafford, obviously the biggest fish of them all. Um, Gerard Davis is gone now, too. I mean, just there's a lot of guys who are, who are on their way out. And I really respect the organization for actually doing it. Um, I feel like Detroit signed a lot of petty, like pity contracts and just a bunch of poorly managed deals. Uh, Jesse James is a guy who we've talked about on the show before. He kind of comes to yep. mind almost immediately. So to see us kind of like forcibly enter the rebuild, it's nice. Because, I mean, it's hard to fix a car while you're driving the car. It's a little bit better when you can pull it aside and, and tinker with it. And I think that that's kind of what MCDC and um, – Christ, you just said his name. Why am I so bad at Brad names? Holmes? Yes, Brad Holmes. Thank you. <laughs> and not a names guy. Um, never have been. Probably, probably won't be. But, yeah, well, I'm excited to see what those guys do. I trust in MCDC. Brad Holmes hasn't done anything that hasn't earned my utmost trust so far. And I hope he can kind of join that. Um, oh, he already has. I hope he can continue along the road of the enthusiastic general managers that Detroit sports is starting to starting to see. And with that, Josh, I think that that's our fastest and uh, most efficient Detroit sports update. It definitely kind of rifled through that one. Um, Bravo. But we have bigger and I, I don't want to say better, but perhaps more exciting things to look at, Josh. It's oh yeah. March Madness. Ooh, March baby. Madness. I'm gonna say that one more time, even slower. March Madness. March Madness. We didn't have that, Josh, in 2020. No, we did not. We had, we got teased pretty hard in 2020 as Who Michigan did we State get fans. We were there, and I will go to my grave 
thinking that Cassius Winston was going to win in his senior year, especially with the loss of his brother Smoothie. Um, you know, I just – that team had everything, man. I just fucking uh, – we don't even know well, – let's not even get down that tangent. Not even down uh, that tangent. I'm not going to go there. Dark, I'm not going to go road. there. But in my mind, Cassius was the 2020 champion. Um, obviously, that didn't happen. So I think that we're all a little – Little March, you know, March fever. We're 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 ready to go, man. Springtime's in the air, even though it snowed Monday night here in uh, Metro Detroit. Josh, I think that we need to get started by Let's talking about what we're gonna see on Thursday. Yeah, so Thursday we kind of kick things off here uh, with the sixty-eight team field. Uh, we're gonna have the sixteen seeds play each other. Nobody really cares. Uh, they're going to lose. I the care, Josh. Seeds. I prefer underdogs. All right. Oh, all right. Uh, do you have any input about those games? Because I have nothing to say. Um, I really think that we're going to see two teams go out there and play their hearts out. Okay. Uh, yep, two teams are, are happy to be uh, happy to mm-hmm. be there, happy to have a chance. And ultimately, the better team's probably going to win. That's a wow, Trevor. Tre- hey, if you're if you're looking someone to ride with this weekend, it's Trevor Lang, that known college basketball expert. Yeah, holy cow! Wow, you sold me, sir. <laughs> well, Josh, uh, all right, we can move on from that, I guess. If you don't want my fucking expert analysis, I get it. It's fine. Let's move on to the first game that kind of matters, Wichita State versus Drake. That tips off at 627 on TBS. Uh, I think this is going to be a really good game. Uh, Wichita State did not win their conference title. Uh, I forget what conference they're in, however. And Drake, uh, all I know is that Drake was good against the spread this year. So I think this is going to be a really good game. just the, the uh, books have it pretty close. I believe it's like plus two, plus two and a half right now uh, for Drake. Uh, so it'll be a good game to watch. You got any uh, thoughts or takeaways or input on this game, Trev? Yeah. So Drake had that really impressive against the spread run earlier this season and really garnered some national attention, especially with all the blue blood and not even like the the program level right underneath blue blood. I don't even know what that would be considered, but. A lot of the really classically great basketball schools were struggling this year. Um, Michigan State, obviously, (laughs) included in that. And to see Drake kind of go on that run, I think, especially with the growth of of gambling in this country, I think that they really took some national spotlight. And unfortunately for me, I think that that might be the kiss of death. Um, I think they might have used up all of their – sentimentality, I guess. I don't know. That's not even a fucking word. I'm making up words here. They yeah, used it all up, this. though. They I used love it this. All, whatever, whatever it is, they used it up. But what is it? I, I mean, Josh, this isn't a, a, <laughs> a philosophy podcast. Man. I, can't, I can't sit down <laughs> and answer that question right now. Uh, we're going to stick to sports here. Maybe, maybe we'll start another show, and we'll just get into asking those kind of questions. So uh, we'll save that. Put that in your back pocket. We'll circle back. Put a pin in it. We'll check back in with you later on that idea. Whatever it is, which is up for debate, I think Drake has used it all. Wichita State, the only thing I know about them is they had that crazy run like probably 10 years ago now because the world is fuck. And that just always will stand out to me as being impressive. So I think I'm going to ride Wichita State here. 
I don't have too big of a skin in the game. I'd love to see Drake do it, but um, yeah, Josh, I'm taking Wichita State, and I will be betting on pretty much every game. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a I had a feeling I was going to do that as well. So I had a pretty nice day today. Uh, I was able to make some extra extra bucks for this weekend uh, to be able to throw down a little more on some games this weekend. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. What I'm going to do, Josh, actually, and this might be uh, anybody who's out there who hasn't, like, there's a bunch of sports books, obviously, and we all have unique mm-hmm. deals. And oh, so yeah. I've been seeing, I've been looking at points bet for a while now. And Josh and I are not sponsored by anybody. So we have no fucking ties with anything. Nope. It's just what we, it's just whatever we're using. But I've seen a bunch of their deals advertised and they actually have up to $2,000 risk free bets with a bunch of March Madness specials. So what I'm going to do, Josh, is I have some money saved up from my winnings at the casino. So I'm going to take other gambling profits. I'm going to take my casino gambling winnings and I'm going to dump it into uh, the points bet. I'm going to take 200 bucks and I'm going to try and ride with $200 through all of March. See where I stand at the end of March Madness. Interesting. I kind of like that idea. Yeah, I'm going to keep it in a separate account. I'm only going to be touching college basketball and points bet for at least the duration of March. We're just going to we're going to let it ride. We're going to see where we stand. Um and I'll I'll be checking in with you guys obviously as as we go through this. Now that being said, I, on my normal my main gambling accounts I typically use FanDuel or Barcelona Sportsbook as I've as I've talked about before. I have I'm going to keep betting on there on games that like really stand out to me. But or like they're gonna have exclusive deals too that I think I'm gonna find interesting. But I am for sure going to be betting on, if not every game, fucking damn near every game yeah, on uh, same, same. on points bet. And I want to keep it separate just so I can kind of see, you know, see how I do. Maybe next year I am the fucking ace at uh, March Madness. But more than likely, I'm probably gonna be fucking. Uh, we're not gonna speak negatively, Josh. It's no, a no, no, it's no, a Tuesday no, no. show. Positivity. Nothing but the best. I'm excited for it. Josh, I have been on too many goddamn tangents tonight. Let's keep moving here. After Wichita and Drake, can you just remind me who might be playing? Uh, We've got those mighty Spartans from East Lansing. The Michigan State Spartans taking on the UCLA Bruins, tipping off at 9.57 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TBS. Now, I want you to get into this game here for a second, but I'm going to preface you getting into it by saying that I don't want to spend too much time talking about Selection Sunday and how all that went down and all the different, like, whining and all the shit that can go associated with this. Personally, I think it's a bit disrespectful. I think Michigan State had a pretty good thing. I think that UCLA versus Michigan State seems like a bit of a cash grab. Yes. Um and mind you, like I said, folks, I get most of my basketball news from Twitter. I've seen that on Twitter a lot. It makes sense. That's it. That's my analysis on Selection Sunday. Nothing else to say about that. Josh, UCLA, MSU, what can we expect? Uh, it's it's definitely a clash between two very historic programs. Uh, Michigan State right now is minus two over under set at 135 and a half. Uh, we're going to see one of two teams on Thursday night. Uh, my first prediction is we're going to see a team executing on defense, on offense and, and really clamping down on defense, playing some incredible defense. 
Unfortunately, there's another team that we very well could see. Mm. And that team, Trevor, is a turner, turnover-riddled team who are playing nervously. Uh, they're fouling. Uh, they're not executing on offense. Sloppy, I think, would be a good word to describe yes. them. S- Sloppy is the best way to describe them there. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, from what I'm hearing, I feel good. I feel very good going into uh, Thursday's big matchup. I've got uh, some money out right now on MSU Plus. I think it's up to 60 and a half on FanDuel. Yeah, FanDuel's doing a promotional offer, which we tweeted out from our account. Like I said, Josh and I are not sponsored at nope. all. Uh, I tweeted that out on our account because I figured that if anybody saw it and bet on it, that would also help everybody. So, responsibly. If you are using FanDuel or feel so entitled to, if you go and bet on the spread of Michigan State, max bet of $50, it moves the line, and we all win. Right now, Michigan State, as Josh just said, is plus 60 and a half. Um, I hope to God, I really pray to everybody who's listening that we do not lose this game by 61 points. I don't even know if I'll, I, I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't have words for how I'd feel if I had to watch that. Um, that'd be tough to say the very least. It, it would not only destroy my bank account, but I think it would maybe destroy my gambling career. I think I would honestly quit. <laughs> I might honestly retire from like Michigan State athletics. Like I'd be done with college basketball. I don't think I'd watch another college basketball game. Be over. It would. Me. It would be incredibly hard to. But Josh, it's positive Tuesday. We're not doing that. We're not doing that shit. We left that in past weeks. We're leaving our losings in past weeks. We got this. I think that this Michigan State team, as you said, you hit the nail right on the head. It can go one of two ways. It's not going to be a blend. They're not meeting in the middle. It's either going to be a dominant Michigan State basketball team or it's going to be a tail between the legs 2021 Michigan State basketball team. I have no way of knowing who's going to show up. My only hope is that with some rest here, I think that, you know, we might be able to get some guys to kind of get some fresher legs, which I think was a problem down the stretch for us. Um, You know, I think Maryland outplayed us for sure. But I think that those guys were pretty tired. I don't know. We'll see, Josh. Uh, What are are your predictions? Like, don't give me a final score, but give me who wins and by how much you think. Should I still do this if it's in my seg my picks? No, sir. Never mind. I apologize. I hadn't. I didn't look at the I'm cheat gonna, sheet, sir. I yeah, didn't. I didn't look at your no. picks. I was trying to be an honest gentleman. I didn't want to steal one of your picks, like you may have done last week. <laughs> Me, but Josh, the way that we're going to cover March Madness for everybody is we're going to break it down by day. So, naturally, we're going to have a, a podcast show coming out on Friday for y'all. However, unfortunately, due to the fact that we're humans and limited by technology and time, we can't really record in real time with our picks. So, we're going to give all of our Friday slate tonight. And then on Friday, we're going to give our previews for the weekend. So, Josh, without further ado, where do you want to start, buddy? Let's uh let's kick things off with our very first game to kick off 
March Madness. We got number 10, Virginia Tech versus number seven, Florida at 1215 on CBS. Trevor, who do you like in this game, sir? Buddy, I am a slut for underdogs in March Madness. Um, How without big? no How big of a slut, like pretty fucking big. We don't okay. need to get descriptive here because you know it's 2021. Yeah, 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 I am right. fucking. I'm big. I'm big on underdogs. Okay, especially when the seeding is close, like a ten and a seven seed. My brain, my heart, my soul, every ounce of my fucking being, Josh, is screaming. Take the ten seed. Uh-huh. And in this case, Virginia Tech that gets my vote. I've been to Virginia Tech. I have not been to Florida, so a little little personal bias here, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm rocking Virginia Tech, man. How about you? Oh boy, I'm uh, I'm right there with you, Trev. Fuck I, yes, let's go. I love I love Virginia Tech here. I don't know I don't know what it is. Their coach is fucking like he's just I don't know something about him. I've I've had a, a chance to see a few Virginia Tech games this season, right? Just the. Everything, his aesthetic, just fucking, and that's it, folks. That's where I'm at when it comes to college basketball. Like, that's my level of analysis here, my level of talent. I'm one step above the girls to choose mascots to to fill out the brackets. Nothing wrong with that, obviously. Just I'm one step closer to watching than that. And just he's he's got the gray flow. He's a little bit heavier set gentleman. He always looks incredibly pissed off. And, like, to me, that just screams that he he wants it. So yeah, Virginia Tech. Yeah, I I think this team has been playing well as of late, and they play with a lot of heart and energy, and that's kind of something that gets your team going and, and can get your team going on a nice run uh, here in March Madness. So g- give me the Hokies. Fuck yeah. Uh, Give me the Hokies. All right, let's move on to our next game. We got number 14, Colgate, and number three, Arkansas, tipping off at 1245 on True TV. Trevor, what are your takeaways for this game? Well, um, I got to be honest with you, Josh. I don't really know too much about either of these teams. Uh, Colgate is a toothpaste and a toothbrush brand that I do not use. (laughs) I'm a uh, Sensodyne or Pronamel guy. I love my red wines and coffee, so you always got to keep the enamel fresh. Uh, so I think I, with that being said, I got to go Arkansas, right? Like that just – that's the part that makes sense to me. What about you, buddy? Yeah, that, that that's fair. Uh, I don't really – I've seen Arkansas play a couple times. Uh, haven't been anything too super-duper impressive, anything that I would be scared about necessarily in the tournament. All I know is the first thing that I heard when these two teams were announced – was this game was going to be a shootout. Uh, right now, the over-unders at 162.5, which okay. is a lot in college basketball. I just don't, right I don't now have – sorry, Josh, go ahead. No, I was no, I was just going to say, right now it's looking like the spread for this game is plus nine. If Colgate can score as much as I'm hearing, I think – they're going to cover. That's not one of my picks. But, Is that a little hot tip uh, from Josh? A little, a little sprinkled in hot tip? I, I I like Colgate plus nine here. I Now that you mentioned that, man, I am not necessarily opposed. 
Uh, what Josh and I are going to do is we're going to tweet out all of our hot tips and our picks for all of March Madness. You can kind of follow along. Um, so, yeah, follow us at Motor City Bets on Twitter. And always, we stress this a lot of times here. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Always bet responsibly. Josh, last thing I have to say on that point, though, SEC, to me, screams over. Doesn't matter what sport it's in. SEC over makes sense. Defense doesn't exist down south. Uh, I mean, they're 0-1 just in general. So not a defensive front there. I think Arkansas, I I know that they have a bit of an explosive offense, as he said. If Colgate can put up numbers like you're talking about, that over is high, but I'm flirting with it. Oh, you are flirting. We're making eyes from across the room. I don't know if I'm going to go say hi or anything, but it's, it's called my attention, man. It's called my attention. Has it now? But a game that doesn't really have my attention, maybe you have a, a stat or a number here or a line that might catch my attention, is our first number 16 seed versus number one seed of the tournament. And, of course, I'm talking about Drexel versus Illinois. And that tips off at 115 on TBS. Josh, talk to me about this game, buddy. Yeah, Illinois is a very good team. They're coming off their their big win in the Big Ten Championship in overtime against the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, they're going to win this game, but there's a part of me that likes Drexel to cover here. It's it's plus 22 and a half. Ohio now State's that, a Now that opens my eyes here. That opens my eyes a little bit. 22 and a half is a big fucking fat it line. Is. It is, and Ohio State's going to win, and they're going to uh, take. You mean Illinois, their, I believe, sir. I'm sorry, yeah. Illinois is going to win here, and it, they're going to take their foot off the gas. Kofi Kofi Cockburn, Io DeSumo, they're both going to get pulled. Trent Frazier, all those guys. Or, uh, I think it's Mike Williams or Marvin Williams. Uh, one of those two, uh, they're, they're all going to be pulled, be rested after, you know, that – grueling, grueling schedule of the Big Ten tournament and winning the Big Ten championship. Uh, they're going to need rest. Um, so I, I I really like uh, – I like Drexel plus 22 and a half here. I am leaning towards that pretty heavily. I do have a little fun tip for you, though, Josh. Just I, I think I want to talk a little bit about futures at the end here before we move on to our pick segment. But just a little hot tip since we're talking about Illinois right now. Six of the last seven champions did not win their conference. Their conference tournament? or their Yeah, their conference, conference, ter- conference tournament. Interesting. Very interesting. It sprinkles a little bit more, little more drama into that mix-up, but no – I think that twenty-two and a half point makes sense. I think that Illinois is going to rest all their other all, all their big gunners as soon as they get a get enough lead. Uh, that's a pretty hot tip, Josh. I like that. Let's move on from that game to our next game, and this is the <laughs> this is the best part about March, people. We've been waiting for damn near two years at this point. Back to back to back to back to back games, Josh. We have number thirteen Utah State taking on a number six Texas Tech team at 145 on TNT. Talk to me about this game, brother. Yeah, this is uh, – I think this is going to be a kind of an underrated game. I think this is going to be a good game. 
I don't think Utah State won their conference tournament. And they I'm pretty did sure that. I'm pretty sure they barely snuck in. Um, I like Texas Tech. I've heard good things about Utah State. I'm, if I had to put money on this game, I'd probably put money on Texas Tech money line. Uh, I don't think it's enough to cover. I think Utah State keeps it close, but give me Texas Tech money line. See, I've watched a couple of Texas Tech games this year kind of randomly, and I don't have stats in front of me to back up anything I'm about to say. So, um, you know, that's just my MO for March Madness. However, I feel like this is one of those trap games, Josh. I feel like the line's going to be kind of crazy favoring Texas Tech. Maybe it's like minus 220, 235. You know, it's going to be pretty favoriting them. And I think the cover will probably be like minus nine and a half or some sort of inflated line. I think Utah State might be winning by halftime. I think I could see that happening. I've, I've seen one or two of their games too, and I and I think that they're going to go up early. I think Texas Tech is a little bit sluggish, um, and that I think that they're going to take a little bit of time to kind of get the get the wheels moving, especially after you know some time off. I think that they were a little bit banged up, a little bit sore, a little bit tired. Uh, I don't I don't expect them to come out explosively. So my little hot tip, based off of just my gut, no facts, Utah to cover whatever the spread is in the first half, Texas Tech to win, but bet them live at halftime. Interesting. Yeah, it's a little spicy, Josh. It's a little bit unconventional. Um, but I think, man, I really do think that, that that has a chance here. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's move on. We got number 15, Oral Roberts, taking on number two, Ohio State, 3 o'clock on CBS Network. <laughs> Trevor, Josh. I think this uh, – what, what, sir? The only thing I can think of when I see a game that's as preposterous as this is Middle Tennessee. Oh, gosh. That spreads, doubt, that spreads doubt into my gambling mind, brother. Doubt into my gambling brain. Tell me something that makes me realize that this isn't a Middle Tennessee team versus a very good Michigan State team. This Ohio State team is very good. Oral, whatever the fuck, what? Never Oral, heard of them. Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts. Yeah, never fucking heard of them. Um, just as I had never heard of Middletown C. Josh, tell me something, brother, that's going to make me not have doubts in this game. This Ohio State team is very, 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 very good, Trevor. They competed with the best team in the Big Ten, I would say, in Illinois. Uh, continued to fight in overtime after playing four games in four days. And that was also a grueling gauntlet of games that Ohio State had to go through. Uh, this Ohio State team's good. I'm not sure if they cover here. Uh, right now, it looks like the current odds are plus 16 and a half. I'm going to say... Oof. I'm going to say Oral Roberts covers. Okay. Okay. I could I could see that potentially. All right. Let's move on to our next game, Trevor. We got another 16 versus one. We got number 16, Hartford, taking on number one, Baylor. This is plain simple, Baylor. Yeah. Uh, uh, 3.30 p.m. on True TV. Baylor. Nothing to say to Josh next. Baylor. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that right. brings us to the, probably one of my favorite matchups of what yeah. I've seen on Friday. 
And that's number nine, Georgia Tech versus number eight, Loyola Chicago. And that's going to be brought to you at 4 p.m. on TBS. Josh, I know you have some some good numbers, some some good insight for us here. But I'm going to talk to you real quick and our and our listeners as the non-knowledgeable guy here. Let's when do I see it. a number eight versus a number nine on the first day of March Madness, I get a little, little tingling in my stomach, Josh. I get excited. Ooh. That is a good fucking – it's going to be a good game. I know yeah. Georgetown is coming off of a pretty emotional ACC tournament. Georgia Tech. That's exactly what I meant to say. And <laughs> see that obviously the uh, number one expert in college basketball. College basketball, here. there we are. Uh, if you say anything confidently enough, most people probably won't check you. But you did there, so I appreciate that. That's why I love you. That's why we're, that's I got why we're good friends, why we're good partners I love you here. too. Uh, Loyal Chicago, man. I almost went there, believe it or not. I actually wow. applied there. I had a good, I got in. Um, and I saw all their drama with the sister Jean, I think is her name, from a few seasons ago. And that, you know, that's exciting, man. I hear sister Jean's still alive and doing well. Uh, thank God. I mean, COVID is a tough time for everybody, especially people who are well over 100. And to hear that she's still out there kicking and still involved in this in this program, it gets me a little excited. It gets me a little nervous to go up against him. So I think, Josh, based off of, you know, the holiness of Sister Jean, I think I got to roll with Loyola Chicago here, especially as a number eight seed. Like, I like that. What's your take here, my guy? Yeah, Georgia Tech somehow won the ACC tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get to watch much of it because I don't have the ACC network. Um and I didn't really honestly watch them at all during the regular season. Perfect. Um, but it never hurts to ride with the hot team. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to actually gamble on this game. But if I did, I think I would. Uh, I don't know about Georgia Tech winning, but I say they cover. They definitely cover. Yeah, I think I think that, that that's probably true. Um. I don't know, man. This Loyola Chicago team, I know they've had some pretty big they've had some pretty big victories. I can't remember against who, which is, you know, such great radio, but I think this will be one of, if not the best game of Friday. So that that's a game I have circled on my my internal calendar. But Josh, let's move along here because we have a shit ton more to get to. Number twelve, Oregon State versus number five, Tennessee. Four thirty on TNT. Talk to me, Josh. What are you seeing here? What do you like? What do you not like? Honestly, I haven't seen a whole lot out of either of these teams. Oregon State won the Pac-12. They weren't supposed to make the tournament, so give me Tennessee. 4.30 p.m. TNT. See, Josh, this is an orange and orange game, Uh which is something. Um, And I got to say, a team that wasn't supposed to be here is a lot hungrier than a team that was expecting bigger things. I think that Tennessee may be a little bit disrespected at the five seed. Uh, they didn't have a perfect year this year. I didn't watch any of their games, and I hate the SEC, so fuck them. But I know that this team is a good team. I know that if, you know in 2019 that they were a really good team. I think that they might come come out feeling a little bit too confident in themselves. And I think that's where Oregon State can take an early lead. And I think that if Oregon State can go on a big enough run to begin, 
they can kind of like maintain that lead throughout the rest of the game. I'm going to – this is going to be my first upset alert here. I'm taking Oregon oh. State here. It's, yeah, big orange on orange crime. And I'm taking the underdog here, Josh, based solely off of my brain, which who knows. Interesting. Wow. All right. Ah, gosh. What do we got next? All right. Let's move on to Liberty and Oklahoma State, number 13 versus number four. 625 on TBS. Uh, This one's pretty plain and simple to me, Trevor. Uh, It's two words, and it's Cade Cunningham. Uh, That that kid's a stud for Oklahoma State. He – He's the number one draft pick, uh, six seven point guard, can do it all. Uh, I think Oklahoma State's very underrated. I thought they should have been a two or three seed, so to see him at the four seed, uh, I think they're going to make some serious noise in their region. I thought they should have been a two seed, Josh. Honestly, I thought they could have been knocking on the number one seed. Uh, this team is very good. Cade Cunningham is a name even I know, and I know nothing. Um, this is should be a no-brainer. Most definitely. Let's kick things off to a Big Ten ACC matchup in number nine, North Carolina versus number eight, Wisconsin. Seven ten p.m. on CBS. Trevor, who do you like in this game? Give me your insight. Well, Josh, as I said earlier in this very same segment, um, my stomach starts to tingle when I get a chance to see an underdog here. However, the Big Ten was such a good conference this year. And I think that in any other year, when you have the ACC versus the Big Ten, you kind of throw that out of the window. Uh, I do think the Big Ten is a deeper conference than the ACC just in general when it comes to basketball and football, but we're not talking about football right now, so it doesn't really matter. But... In this COVID weird year where you're only playing your conference, I think that the strength of your conference can mean a lot once you start to get to those non-conference games. Think about who North Carolina had to go up against a bunch this year. They saw a beaten down, quitting, in-retreat Duke team. They saw a Virginia team, which is good but not great. They saw Georgia Tech, which I guess is the best team in the ACC this year off of the tournament. But all in all, in the regular season, they weren't that good. The list can keep going, Josh, but the teams are going to get worse. So I don't know if we really need to spend time doing that. Let's take a look now at what Wisconsin has had to face game in and game out in the Big Ten. You have Iowa. Very good. Very good team. Illinois, probably the best team in the tournament. Michigan, unfortunately, very good. Ohio State, (laughs) also unfortunately, very good. Yep. Michigan State, not great, but sneaky. Uh, Minnesota had an off year. Penn State had an off year. Indiana had a bit of an off year. Purdue, really good. I mean, like, that fucking list can go on. There's... With four or five teams in the Big Ten that didn't make the tournament this year, that's pretty unheard of. So I think that Wisconsin getting a chance to break outside of their own conference 
and play a team in UNC that hasn't exactly seen the same level of competition. Uh, that scares me in general. I think that Wisconsin might start a little bit flat as they kind of test each other out. But I think that Wisconsin's really like hit you in the mouth type basketball is going to going to control the pace of the game. And I don't know if UNC has the firepower this year that they're accustomed to to take down a team like Wisconsin. Yeah, that's that's some incredible insight, Trevor. Wow, bravo. Uh, honestly, I, I have no idea for this game. Uh, I really want to root for the Big Ten. I like Wisconsin. I think they're a good team. I think there's maybe somewhat underrated a little bit. Uh, but North Carolina is the best rebounding team in the nation. Uh, and when it comes to, you know, March Madness, one thing your team has to do is is rebound. And, and so I, I hate betting against the Big Ten, but I, I kind of like North Carolina here. Okay, so we're at odds. That's cool. I think this this game might also be, you know, the other biggest game of Friday. Um, Without a I'm, doubt. I'm pretty pretty excited for this one. Just as I am excited for the Georgia Tech versus Loyola Chicago, I think that we're in store here for some pretty good ones. I could see this Wisconsin versus North Carolina game becoming almost an instant classic. Uh, these two teams are good enough and have enough history against each other. I think that we're going to see something special here, Josh. I'm going with Wisconsin. Sounds like you're going with UNC. I can't wait to see this game be played. But yeah, let's it's going to be a good one. Let's move along here, sir. To Number 15, Cleveland State versus number two, Houston. That's going to be brought to you by True TV at 7.15. Talk to me, Josh. Houston. Yep. Move along. Next. <laughs> Next up, we have number 13, North Texas versus number four, Purdue on TNT at 7.25. Now, Josh, this one's probably a little bit closer than the last game we just looked at. Maybe. Talk to me. Yeah, I definitely think this is going to be a closer game, uh, definitely than the Houston one. Um, I've I've heard a lot about this North Texas team and how they're very very underrated and how they're going to give Purdue a run for their money. However, I did see a statistic today that said Purdue is nine and two against the spread in the round of sixty four since two thousand six. They're sitting at minus Ooh. seven and a half right now. Ooh. I'm not going to make any predictions for this game because I'm telling you right now, this game's going to be in my picks for Thursday. I'm yes, sorry, for Friday's episode. Sir. So we will not touch upon this game right now, but I unfortunately do not have that in my picks and will not. I have Purdue to win the Big Ten as my dark horse, and they pretty much shed the bed. Um, it gets a very good Ohio State team, but either way, it doesn't really matter. I still lost on them. I think in this game, though, I, I I do think it'll be closer than it should be between a number 13 and a number four seed. I think Purdue wins. I think they cover the spread. Um, I'm not too worried. Josh, let's move on to my last big game of the night. Number 10, Rutgers versus number seven, Clemson. 920 on TBS. What do you think about this one, buddy? I think the ACC sucks. Uh, however, I think this is a good matchup. I think this is going to be uh, a really 
hard fought bat, uh, matchup. I think it's actually going to be a low scoring game. I'm not sure how low scoring. I think both teams are going to kind of get get off playing a little nervous. And then as things kind of start to pick up, they'll get into the flow of the offense, the flow of the game and everything like that. I, I like Rutgers here. I do. I think the Ron Harper Jr. and Geo Baker are, are a little too much of a duo for um, Clemson to stop. See, Josh, I think that this Clemson team is probably better than Rutgers, um, at least on paper. You know, I think that they're probably the better team. However, I think that Rutgers, you know, this is their first time in 30 years making the tournament. I don't really see them based off of the passion of the moment. Um, I don't see them going out in the first round. I don't think that necessarily they have what it takes to make it deep into the playoffs. But Clemson's become a school that's accustomed to winning. And Rutgers is a school that's hungry as fuck. You know, since joining the Big Ten, they haven't really done shit. Uh, they've been the laughing stock of the Big Ten in pretty much every sport they've played. And I think that these guys have a chance here to kind of put some of those rumors to bed. I think this can be like a coming out party for Rutgers. This is a chance for them to break onto the scene. I think that the team that makes it to 45 first wins. And I think that that team is going to be Rutgers. Good choice. Good choice. All right, let's move things along to number 11, Syracuse, taking on number six, San Diego State, 940 p.m. tip on CBS. I am kind of torn on this game. Uh, San Diego State did not win their conference, I believe. Mm, Could be wrong. Um, However, Syracuse somehow didn't get a play-in game, and Michigan State did. A lot of controversy over that. Uh, wham, wham, oh well. Syracuse's 2-3 zone always finds a way to wreak havoc during March Madness. I kind of like Q's here. Uh, I, I hate think to have to agree with you, Josh. Yeah. But I 100% agree with you. This is one of those upsets that really fucking sends the butterflies tickling in your stomach here. I could not possibly be more for Syracuse here. That 2-3 zone, exactly as you said. Tough to deal with in March for whatever reason. People forget how to uh, to go against the defense, and I think that Syracuse has a pretty good chance here. All right, let's move things along to our second-to-last game of the evening. We got number 14, Moorhead State, taking on number three, West Virginia, 9.50 p.m. tip. You can check that out on True TV. <laughs> I think this one's going to be pretty simple. I think Moorhead State might keep it close for a little bit, but give me West Virginia. West Virginia, Josh. I mean, I don't – yeah, I've – West Virginia. All right, which brings us to our final game of Friday night, the opening weekend of March Madness. We've got number 12, Winthrop. Versus number five, Villanova, 9.57 p.m. tip on TNT. Trevor, you got any insight in for this game? Of course, Josh. So this is the last night, last game of the night, rather. I think we're going to be a little bit tired. We're all going to be a little bit basketballed out. This game seems like it's boring. 
seems like Nova has a fucking clear advantage here. And that is exactly, exactly, Josh. Why to keep myself engaged and to just, you know, for the fuck of it, why not? I'm taking Winthrop here to cover. Not to win, but to cover. I like that, Trevor. Just to keep everybody awake type game. Yeah, I I, I like that. I actually like Winthrop. Um, Villanova lost Connor Gillespie, and he was a huge piece of their team. Senior leadership, very talented guard. Um, this team's still capable of winning. Um how so that's why I like Winthrop to cover because I think Winthrop's a very mm-hmm. good and underrated team. I'm not gonna say confidently that they're gonna win. However, I will say that I see Winthrop covering against Villanova. Yeah, man. I think Villanova has a chance to go here. Um maybe make a small little run, just a little cute run. Uh, but I do think that this game's gonna be harder than they're anticipating. And Josh, I think that that brings us to the conclusion for Friday's slate. I, for one, cannot be more excited. Uh, March Madness is one of the probably the only basketball event that I really get up off the fucking chair, and I'm excited to see uh, to see all these guys battle and to see all these close games. I really hope that. And I don't even hope. I'm confident, Josh, that we're gonna get the fix that we've been missing over these past two years. I think everyone everyone knows how important this is. Uh, everyone's kind of in a pseudo bubble on in Indianapolis, and I think that the teams are going to get antsy, which I think we'll play into it as we get a little bit longer down the stretch here. Um, and we'll get into that, obviously, when we get closer down the stretch here. But I'm excited for this Friday's show or for this Friday's slate, Josh. I know you are too. I know we've been talking for a while. We've been rambling on. We have just one last segment left, and that's our picks. Yes, sir. Let's so, bring Josh, it I see here that you went two and one last week. I did, and, and so did you. Unfortunately for you, I did as well. Uh, I'm pretty what excited. Is your record? Uh, we don't need a. We don't really need to get into the record necessarily. Ten, 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 twenty-four and one. Uh, obviously. Okay. Obviously, Kobe numbers you can't you can't say the same. So clearly, you don't care. Uh, little tough look for you. Ouch! Um, Ouch! Yeah, it's, it's a low blow, but it's a blow that need to be made. Josh, we're getting competitive here. The year's been going on. And I'm still fucking losing. It's tough. Well, Josh, I'm going to start with my first pick. I'm going to go right out. I'm going to go right out here and say it. Detroit Red Wings versus the Carolina Hurricanes. I fucking can't stand the Hurricanes. They're probably going to win this game, but I'm betting on Detroit. I'm putting my fucking record once again in the hands yes, of my favorite sir. teams. Fuck it, Detroit. Why not? Your first pick, Josh. Tell it to me. All right, my first pick, I like I said, I've got myself a little money to help myself for March Madness, so I'm basically off until Thursday. Um so my first pick is going to be Thursday night and it's UCLA versus MSU. Uh, you know what I'm doing. I'm hammering MSU money line. Fucking uh, rights. I, I think this, this is not a dead set in stone, but I think Tom Izzo has got this team. He's got them whipped into shape, especially after that Maryland game. And I think you can get two, maybe three wins out of this MSU team in this tournament, and that's going to be a hell of a, a hell of a season for this crew. Yeah, man. I um, 
you know, transparently here, also one of my picks. Uh, Weird. Weird. Who would have thought? I agree with you completely. I said this on last week's show, Josh. I think that that Maryland loss might actually be good for Michigan State, uh, and I think that I agree with you. I mean, it's not January, February, Izzo for no reason. I know that there's a lot of haters to that uh, because Izzo hasn't won a shit ton of championships, but he's always really good at getting teams getting teams shaped up, and this is his worst team that he's ever had. It's not even talent worse. It's just worse situationally, I think, if anything else. I'm confident in that bet, Josh. Let's look at the next pick. All right, my next pick is also going to be Thursday night. It's going to be the 11 seed matchup before Michigan State and UCLA, and that's going to be Wichita State and Drake. I've ridden with Drake this year. They've done me decent. I think I think I'm up a little bit based on Drake. Uh, I still like this Drake team. I still think they're good. I think this Wichita State team is kind of on the on the rocks, especially after not winning their um, conference tournament. So give me Drake Moneyline. Okay, Josh, I see you. We were at odds there. You know, I, this wasn't one of my picks, but I gave it during our our breakdown. I'm, I'm rolling Wichita State here. But for my next pick... I'm going back to Tuesday here. I love to give all my picks at the same day. I'm taking Washington versus the New York Islanders. Um, I know that hockey is going to be a far and distant memory for even really good hockey fans such as myself during the next few weeks here. (laughs) So I'm going to give it my best to keep hockey alive on this show. And this Caps team is rolling right now. And this Islanders team is rolling right now. But this Islanders team is going to be without their captain. Uh, Anders Lee for at least the next six weeks, I believe. I think he has a concussion. Um, concussions are no joke, obviously. I hope he gets a speedy recovery. But this Capitals and Islanders team has become quite a good rivalry in the NHL. The Islanders are head coached by Barry Trotz, who was the Stanley Cup champion head coach for the Capitals. Anytime these two teams play each other, there's a little bit of bad blood in the air, a little bit of, a little bit of hatred. Um, and I, I expect that fully in tow for Tuesday night. Caps also played on Monday night, so they might be a little bit tired. But like I said, I think that bad blood's going to speak for itself. I got the Caps here, money line. Interesting, interesting. All right, Trev. All right, I'm gonna wrap things up here with my third and final pick of this week up until Thursday, and it is Thursday night. I tried looking at some of those 16 seed matchups, but I could not put myself to just even remotely. Trevor, I would have had a better chance of throwing a $20 bill off a, off a balcony. Uh, so I decided to go to the NBA. I'm going to the Pelicans versus Trail Blazers. Um, Pelicans have been pretty good as of late, so I think they'll be underdogs, but give me the Pelicans to cover here. Okay. I like that pick. I think that Pelicans have done a good job covering against the spread so far this year. Uh, don't call me on that. But it doesn't matter, Josh. March is among us. I'm fucking excited. I know you're fucking excited. I'm pumped. Uh, we're going to be wait. trying to push out as much content as we can for you guys. Hopefully, you guys can ride with us. Hopefully, you guys can make some money. Hopefully, we can make some fucking money. And more importantly, 
even when we're going to be down because we're going to we're going to lose bad bets you know all of us oh, together no, no. here like I, I want all of us you know me and josh all of our listeners here we're metaphorically locking arms heads down here a few days before this tournament we're going to lose some bets everybody we're going to not pick winners our brackets will be busted amen and it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard to see. There might be heartbreaking losses. There's a there's a chance Michigan State loses on on Thursday night, and that's going to be mm-hmm. hard for all of us to deal with. However, I'm not typically the positive guy, but I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to test my own character. Let's be thankful, Josh, and everybody in this little weird circle we're doing here. Let's be thankful to have some March Madness on our fucking television screens, Josh. Yes, I yes, am happy yes, as yes, fuck yes. to be here. I'm happy that you're here with me. I'm happy that our listeners are here with us. Let's go have some fun. Let's make some pretty responsible bets. Let's win some money. Let's have a good time. Everybody stay safe. Enjoy the one of, I'm not going to say the best, one of the very best sporting oh. events that takes place in the world, Josh. I'm excited for it. I know you're excited for it. Everyone's excited for it. Let's have fun. Let's keep the positive vibes up. Let's win some money, Josh. I cannot wait to talk to you in a few days, buddy. I'll talk to you then. Have a good night, everybody. Peace. Peace.